0: Is like, if you don't have a significant other, then who are you? Are you lovable? Are you enough? Like, what's wrong with you that you're single? And especially during like a holiday like Valentine's Day. It's like, it's so hard. And a lot of people can be super bitter because it's seen as this holiday of romance, of partnership. Whereas it's honestly, I just think about it as, you know, a holiday of love. Like a day where you just celebrate love.
1: Sarah Prodanos came home from two years in Australia in January 2020. Her visa had ended and she came back to Canada and moved into her parents' house, leaving a relationship and a lifestyle that she loved behind. And if that wasn't enough of a shift, she got a new job, the long-distance relationship ended, the global pandemic hit, then she lost the newly acquired job all within a matter of months. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots that we make in order to keep moving forward. Heartbroken, jobless, and living with her parents, Sarah had endless time to feel, wonder, think, and of course, overthink. Feeling helpless, she began numbing out by jumping into online dating apps and wound up disappointed with the lack of true connection and mutual interest in finding a partner. Questions like, Am I good enough? Isn't there someone else who's putting the same level of effort into this? Had Sarah feeling completely lost and unworthy. Was she single by default or by choice? In this conversation, Sarah offers her learnings and perspectives on being single by choice and choosing yourself first. She shares her observations in social settings, and we discuss the idea of worth and what we connect to our feelings of worthiness and why the word partner holds so much weight for both of us. We jump into the conversation after I've asked Sarah, what was it that pulled you through this? I mean, you're thinking all of these things, you're doubting yourself, your worthiness, you're in a bit of a low. So what's
0: pulling you through this? The thing that really changed my perspective on this and choosing to be single and not seeing being single as a burden was when I had a fitness coach. And um, I had a fitness coach in the summer. I started taking my fitness quite seriously. I became a coach myself. And I was sitting with him in a park one day and I was telling him about another failed attempt at love and love is in quotes, <laughs> air quotes, of course. And he's like, okay, well, let me, let me see what this guy wrote to you. So he took my phone and he deleted all of the apps off of my phone. Mind you, that might be a little bit of an aggressive approach <laughs> for some, But for me, it just worked. He just basically sat there and he told me, he's like, you don't need these apps. You don't need to be talking to someone in order to feel wanted and needed or worthy. All you need is yourself and you need to just focus on you and what you want to do and use this time more wisely on what your goals are and where you want to see yourself. And You know, it's funny that my parents and my friends have always been telling me this. I I swear your loved ones just always tell you, you don't need anyone in order to feel happy, in order to feel secure, you know. But I guess I was just feeling the worst about myself at that point. So I needed a new approach. So I deleted the apps and I just decided that 2020 was just going to be the year of me. And I just really started choosing myself and put myself first. And that's when everything really changed for me. Like when people would ask me out, I would actually say the words, oh, thank you. But I'm not dating at the moment. But thanks. It felt weird and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. the first time I was saying it because I had never, ever in my entire life. I don't think I've ever uttered those words. Like I'm not seeing someone. I'm taking time for myself it's never even like been an option in my mind which baffles me right now to mm-hmm. think that so choosing to be single again was just like the best thing i've ever done but i noticed so many things about myself i noticed this really relief of pressure that i didn't know really existed until dating was just completely off the table and i started noticing it with my friends and conversations i was having with friends I'd noticed those things as well that maybe had been there before, but I hadn't noticed. So when I would ask a friend and we're catching up after months and I'd say, how are you? And they'd say, oh, I'm great. And they would talk about the relationship status. I was like, why? And I'm asking you how you are mm-hmm. <laughs> not about who you're seeing or what, you know, I'm asking how you truly are and that just don't get me wrong as well i 100% used to do this all the time so we're excited to tell our friends about our love life about you know who we're pursuing and who's pursuing us cuz it makes us feel really important and i just don't think that it's even our fault as women i think we're socialized to believe that we need to help people we need to do labor for people like we grow up having this pressure to please and provide value to others. And, you know, just to make other people happy, and feel wanted and needed and liked. And a lot of the time, we're just doing things for other people that we don't have any time for ourselves. And that was like, when I truly chose to be single on my own, and I had all this time for myself, I, I truly realized that.
1: I'm, I'm curious about this because now you've got all of this time and you're reflecting on the fact that being single or dating is a choice, but you're still kind of going through the grief process of having ended a significant relationship via long distance. Like that, that's hard. Mm-hmm. What did grieving look like for you throughout this process and how did you move forward from that?
0: Honestly, I think it was like a blessing in disguise that it was long distance Mm -hmm. because I, again, had that choice to completely erase that communication. Like, I truly believe that when things are done and over with, there's no point in like talking about it more. So when I chose to choose myself, I left that old self behind. Mm -hmm. I left that old relationship behind because I thought, okay, this isn't serving me anymore. Coming back to this relationship and beating a dead horse and talking about things, it's not going to make me feel better. It's not going to help me and where I want to go. And so again, it was choosing myself and everything I was doing in 2021 to just cut communication completely off of all social media platforms, off of just everything so that I could move on. And then it was good practice, really, because that was the hardest one was saying goodbye to him. And then now saying goodbye to random people online who are asking me out Mm -hmm. seemed to be so easy. I'm saying yes to myself. I'm saying no to others. So grieving was very difficult. It was hard and it takes time. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not just like I flip a switch and I'm fine and I'm better. And oh, yeah, I'm not thinking about that person. I see progress and growth as seasonal and cyclical. Okay, so I know that we all seem to think about progress and growth as linear. So I don't think that it's our fault again, it's the institutions that we've grown up in, it's how we've been socialized and these things all favor linear growth. So I'll go into some more detail. For example, just a small example is like school. So school is seen as linear. You study, you're tested, You either pass or you fail and you start all over again. So it's all in a line. Even in relationships, even though we know that relationships are very complicated, especially now, things have changed. But we do always have this idea that they should progress in a linear way. Like you meet somebody, you know, you talk to them for a certain amount of time. By a certain point, you think that you should meet these milestones together and grow together. But I like to think of growth and progress as seasonal Where we have, you know, we're only human. We have good and we have bad days. And you could not think about your ex for a very long time. And then one day you just think of something and then there he is popped in your head. And it's not your fault. And I say this to my clients just about everything. Like if you're reverting back to an old habit, that does not mean that you're a failure. Just because you have a thought or you think a certain way, or you go back to an old habit does not mean that somehow you haven't progressed at all. So that's why I think of progress and growth as being seasonal, as we have moments where we're really good and moments where, yeah, we've, we have those bad days, basically. Mm -hmm.
1: How do you react or respond when you find yourself reverting to old patterns?
0: The thing that I always like to do is I just acknowledge those bad days. And I've said this again to clients as well as like, I just welcome them. It's like, if I pretend as though it's not there, it's just going to eat away at me even more. So just realizing that, you know what, I'm having a bad day. That's cool. I say hello to it. I learn from it. And it's all a part of that process where you just learn and you grow from that. So that that's the way that I think about those bad days.
1: I love that you acknowledge and welcome them and even say hi to them. Like, I think that that's so cute. But I also had a question about, uh, you mentioned earlier about the socialization as women in society and about how we're the supporters and the nurturers. And we tend to like, you know, hold everyone else together. Can you elaborate a bit on that? I feel like we could do a deep dive there.
0: Uh, Yes, of course. I could talk about this topic. (laughs) So much. And I think I've learned a lot about feminism and thought work from a podcast that I actually do listen to as well. It's called Unfuck Your Brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) by Cara Lowenthal. And I've been super into this. She's like a master trainer, master coach, sorry. And she's got a podcast where she just constantly talks about how women are socialized to please others and make others happy and how we're always encouraged to prioritize like romantic relationships how we're always taught to talk about them all the time and that that creates this fixation and this need to have a partner and to be in a relationship in order to make us happy and then in doing so then we end up putting our worth and our value in these relationships. So whether it's material things, whether it's where we live, the brands we wear, the cars we drive, or the romantic partners or our friends, we're just always thinking like we need signs to solidify that we are enough. You know, this partner is a sign that I'm lovable. Other people will think I'm such a lovable person because I have someone. And that's where the shame of being single seems to be brought up. Is like, if you don't have a significant other, then who are you? Mm -hmm. Are you lovable? Mm -hmm. Are you enough? Like, what's wrong with you that you're single? And especially during like a holiday like Valentine's Day. It's like, it's so hard. And a lot of people can be super bitter because it's seen as this holiday of romance, of partnership. Whereas it's honestly, I just think about it as, you know, a holiday of love. Like a day where you just celebrate love. And I think just as women, we always get tied into this. Of course, it's always nice to be in love. But I just want my clients and listeners and people hearing this, that you do not need external things to be the proof that you are worthy and you're good enough. That's where this journey has basically taken me in 2020, like choosing myself and choosing to be single. I've been able to be comfortable with myself and be confident and where i'm going i don't feel the need to be with somebody else at this moment when you kind of eliminate that you're only left to really focus on yourself and it's such a freeing and empowering thing to do is just not be worried i think we're just so worried about finding a partner and mm-hmm. being happy like why don't we just find the happiness within ourselves and i know like this has been told previous times, but I just I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And we just have these negative ideas about ourselves when, our, when we're single. But I want to take back that negativity and just use it as an empowering movement for people to just be choosing themselves and putting themselves first.
1: You're right, though, with the socialization of women and about how it's perceived as selfish to choose yourself first.
0: Yes. So I know. Yeah. that Again, when I first started this, I was like, am I being selfish? And that was something that Mm -hmm. I had to deal with. And it's just because, yeah, we're always taught that as women, we're supposed to provide for other people. Mm -hmm. And like we're supposed to fill our time making other people happy. And you see this in in the business world and women in the business world as they're seen as like sharks. It's like, oh, you're a woman and you're independent. Like, it's like a masculine thing to be like that. That's how society has made it out to be, is if you're putting yourself first, it's something that a man would do, something that's masculine. And so the moment a woman decides to put themselves first, it's seen as selfish, but there's absolutely nothing selfish about that. And I think that's what we've all learned during this pandemic is just finding those times to really feel good about yourself and choosing to do things every single day that makes you feel good. That was my mission. Is I don't think there's anything selfish in putting yourself first and making sure that your health and well-being is because how are you going to show up for someone else if you're not taking that time that you need to make sure that you're okay? I guess that's really what I try and talk about in my fitness business as well is doing things that make you feel good. Yeah.
1: You're onto something so huge there with the feel good. It's not about looking good. It's about feeling good first. And I really believe that the quote unquote selfish choice, right? Tongue in cheek there about putting ourselves first and choosing ourselves first. I really believe that if you are able to know yourself inside out, that when the time comes, you're going to be a better partner. Ooh, partner. I just Mm -hmm. said partner. Let's talk about partner because I knew that you had this huge (laughs) revelation in Australia that I also had while I was in Australia. So let's talk about the word partner.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. It's funny because now I use the word partner. Me too. Always. Yeah. I was in Australia. Everybody there calls their significant other a partner. Mm -hmm. And I used to hate it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I used to, you know, go up to people and they'd say, oh, and this is my partner. And I'd think, well, why partner? Why aren't you saying girlfriend or boyfriend mm-hmm. or husband or wife? Like what, like mm-hmm. what is going on here? And now I've just had such a drastic change in, in that thought process because partner is essentially what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You're looking for someone who will compliment you, not someone who will make you full. You're mm-hmm. not a half, you are a whole person. And you're just looking for another person who will compliment you and that you can continue to grow together in life. And so now when I think, and I say that now too, so I use the word partner. I'm not sure if it scares people away even (laughs) from my experience. If I say partner, people look at me a little funny, but I just love that idea of because that's essentially what you're looking for. And girlfriend and boyfriend doesn't seem to, to fit it now no and I also feel like
1: that's so gendered I feel like love is love and no matter what partnership you're in you are looking for a partner to bring another whole into a partnership I yeah I'm with you 100% I'm all about it I use partner all the time
0: yeah and no that's 100 100% but I remember like I remember being shocked of course by some words that they say in Australia and other phrases but (laughs) But firstly, when they said that, I was like, what? Yeah, it's just taken a, a different uh, a different meaning for me now. And I'm happy that it's come back into my life in Canada. So, I, you know, you learn so much when you travel and you go places. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm back here, no one's really questioned me on it. No. So I feel like good. it is
1: becoming far more common, mm-hmm. especially as people start to understand the significance of a partnership and not just kind of coexisting.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you said before, too, is when you fully focus on yourself, then you're better prepared Mm -hmm. for that relationship. Like my dad actually would always say, he said that he's not lucky. A lot of his friends would talk about him being lucky. I forget what his exact words were, but he said that he, he basically planned and he was able to willingly be open to opportunities. So basically in his life, all he says, he's been like working on himself whole entire life working on himself and you know growing and learning and then once an opportunity came either a job or you know my mom Mm -hmm. he took full advantage of it because he was prepared he was ready for that Mm -hmm. and I think that's what a lot of people think about now is they're just searching for that happiness and they're not really preparing themselves for what happiness will look like Mm -hmm. I I just think there's everybody's in a rush as well. There's so many.
1: I know. I also think that he understood what worth is before it was kind of trendy. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. people are starting to really Mm -hmm. understand what being worthy means and the fact that you are already enough. It's almost as if he understood to his core what that meant and modeled it and lived it.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because I think that people just equate their worthiness and their happiness, you know, with with their achievements. And that includes being in a relationship or a partnership.
0: A hundred percent. Like and that's why I say I think differently about progress and and growth now, because I have those doubts sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like even though I'm very happy being on my own and saying no to dates and potential partners, I have those days where I think, oh, I'm in my late 20s. When am I going to find that person? When is it going to be the right time? Did I miss that person? Did I say no to them? Like, there's always going to be doubt that's going to flood your mind. Mm. But it's just, again, trusting the the process. Mm. Like, I always, I'm a firm believer in that. And I still have work to be done on myself. And when the time comes, what's meant to be will be. Yeah, that's how I think about that. Uh-huh.
1: Before before we get too far, because I have my three safe haven style questions for you, but I want to make sure that I grab your socials. So where can people find you online? Assuming that they want to know more and work out with you, because I know this is going to be the case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, so my personal account is sarah.pro, S-A-R-A dot P-R-O oh 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 so three O's, because just one oh was taken mm-hmm. and two O's was taken <laughs> um <laughs> so I went for the third third time's the charm and then I also co-own a online fitness business with my girl Sylvia and it's called feel good fitness so that's just at feel good good is with a u g-u-d g-u-d, yeah. G-U-D fitness So we have all of the information about Feel Good Fitness on that Instagram page, but I do post a lot more on my own social just because it's hard to keep up so many different Instagram accounts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm excited. If people want to join in and feel better and just empower themselves to just be okay and confident in being themselves, we basically just preach feeling good within. So from within the inside, going from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. Okay. Are you ready for the three safe haven style questions?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What are you most proud of? Wow. These are great. (laughs) (laughs) Only number one. (laughs) What am I most proud of? I'm most proud of how I've kind of redefined myself in 2020 because I, I am a teacher. So I'm a high school phys ed teacher But when I came back from Australia, I just kind of was struggling with my career path. And so I just, again, with this pandemic, I think it was a blessing in disguise for me because I was able to just really slow down and think about the things that I really wanted and what I, what I love. And I love fitness and I love helping people. And it kind of just led to this to feel-good fitness like I never thought I'd be the kind of person who would have their own business or co-own my own business and here I am just working from the ground up trying to motivate people to stay active and healthy in such a terrible time and I think that's what I've I'm probably the most proud of
1: and what would you like to be known for
0: what would I like to be known for <laughs> wow I'd like to be known for how I make people feel. Again, it always goes back to feel good, but it's just like people will, they won't remember what you say or what you do, but I think everyone can always relate to a person and how they made them feel. And that's just something that I want to do for others, whether it's clients, it's friends, it's family, how my impact made them feel about themselves that's what I'm always trying to do is make others just feel super confident and loved and needed and wanted in their lives. Cause there's so much crap going on out there and it's just feeling good about yourself should just be the number one thing that should be the number one goal of every day. It's Mm -hmm. just to feel good about who you are and where you're going. So that would be the one thing that I want to be known for. Mm.
1: And if you had a message for everyone listening, what would it be?
0: If I had a message, what would it be? Ooh, these are tough three, like good three questions. Mm. Jeez. Um, My last message would be you are enough because there are so many times where our mind is just going to trick us into thinking that we are not good enough. For a person or we're not good enough for a job or we're not good enough for a promotion or any of those things like our mind is always full of those doubts. And just if I'm going to give you any sort of advice, it's just to say that you are enough. Uh, Whatever you're doing is enough. And if you need some help, you can ask, you can ask for it, friends and family, but just know that you are enough the way you are.
1: I wish we were together and there wasn't a pandemic because I would throw my arms around you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Like, I feel like we are destined to meet in person one day. I can't wait for it.
0: (laughs) Me too. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. I'm so happy that you chose
1: me (laughs) oh it was an easy choice and thank you huge shout out to Megan Pogue for putting us in touch
0: yes Megan
1: Sarah, thank you so much for your words, your messages, your perspectives, everything that you've given us today on this Friday going into, quote unquote, Valentine's Day weekend. Whether you are single, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're newly dating, just broken up with someone, let's all choose to focus on love this weekend. Where is the love? And hopefully you can find it around you. To everyone listening, I recognize the privilege that comes with my platform and I'm committed to creating a safe brave and inclusive space with intention. If this episode has hit you right in the heart or inspired you in any way, please screenshot the screen while you're listening, send it to your friends and share it in your Instagram stories. Please be sure to tag us at the safe Haven podcast. So we can personally thank you for it. If you're able to write a review or leave a juicy five-star rating on Apple podcasts, that really helps this podcast grow. For more great podcasts, check out FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. and I will talk to you next week.